Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to welcome two of our FCS specialists to talk to us about caregiver self-care. Today, we have with us Dr. Carrie Ashurst, Senior Extension Specialist for Family and Relationship Development, and Dr. Amy Kostelik, Associate Extension Professor for Adult Development and Aging. Welcome, Amy and Carrie. Thank you. So caregiving self-care is always an important topic, but it's especially relevant right now as we're coming up on the holidays and also during this year of the pandemic. Um, This is completely new territory. None of us have any experience in this, and I'm certain that a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed, anxious, and maybe even mad or sad that this year's holidays are going to look so different because of COVID. I suspect that this includes a lot of caregivers providing care for older adults or individuals who need extra help, and those who cannot get to a loved one that they would normally get to see during this time of year due to restrictions with long-term care or other types of facilities. Definitely, Jennifer. The COVID holidays are going to look a lot different for people, and I think it's important that we start kind of wrapping our minds around that and thinking about it. I think family gatherings are going to look smaller, and they may even include just members from within a household, maybe for the first time for some people. I think people are going to have to be wearing masks or thinking about that if they're with some new folks, being socially distanced because we're probably, based on location, going to be indoors. In cases like my family, we have people spread out throughout the United States, and that includes members who live in hotspots like Texas and Florida. So we are already anticipating that we probably won't be getting together with them this holiday season. And so we're thinking about ways in which we can celebrate and still connect without being physically together, which is difficult. We're a pretty close family and and we look forward to, to seeing each other every Christmas and every summer. And this summer, we already didn't see each other because of COVID-19. And I think we've got to keep in mind, as you said, the people in the at-risk categories so that those people include our older adults and people with health conditions. And again, they may be folks who regularly attend our holiday festivities, but may have to participate in a different way this year. Or we may have to, you know, scale back or, or do things differently to include them. But I definitely think that creativity, a positive attitude, flexibility, grace, and resilience are going to be a big key to our holidays this, this coming season. Yes. For many of us, 2020 has been a year like any other, hasn't it? It most definitely has. We have had to change a lot of things, routines, plans, lifestyles. And I think a lot of us have felt very angry and uncertain. Even I know for me, sometimes a little bit numb some days and not even sure how to feel or what to do some days as well. And I think it's important for all of us to hear this every day that it's it's okay We're not alone. We're all still trying to process all of this. And we may not even be able to always care for ourselves very well right now, let alone provide care and love for others very well. And social distancing has even caused us to lose out on a basic human need with touch with a lot of people this year. And as we approach these holidays, knowing that things may change from the time that we record this 
until it actually airs. One thing is for sure that we'll continue to be in survival mode in some ways. And we have to learn to give ourselves and others grace, as Amy said. So, and that's true. I heard both of you all use the word grace. And so what exactly does that mean when you say giving grace? Simply put, it means admitting that we have needs, right? Um, Seeing that we sometimes need to slow down and just think about what those needs are. For example, some questions to think about when it comes to giving grace to ourselves and others can be things like, what are my needs that can be met right now? And what can be done to address those needs? What are some of the things that are out of control in my life? And what things can I let go of or put off right now? And then also even things like, how can I reward myself when I am able to accomplish some of those things? Because that has been more difficult than ever at times this year. And then um, in some ways, my most important too, how can I talk about how I'm feeling to people and how can I reach out for help? So, you know, I really think that we just have to do the best that we can, especially this holiday season and recognizing that some days might be harder than others. And I think that that's been so true over the last several months that some days seem seem pretty good and some days seem really tough. So do you have tips on how to give grace? Yes, and well stated about doing the best we can. None of us are superhuman. I think we compare ourselves to others a lot and that makes it even tougher with what we're going through right now because some people are handling things differently than us. Some things, some people have different needs than us. I think we're putting a lot of undue pressure on ourselves at times. You know, we oftentimes feel like when we are holding it together well, that maybe someone else around us should as well. It's hard to give that grace to other people at times too. And remembering that some people just simply may be experiencing long-lasting trauma or much bigger issues at one given point in time while others are not. And any or all feelings we have are okay. There's no right or wrong way to feel. It can change from day to day. And for me, sometimes it's even been hour to hour. And it's okay to fall apart as well as time at, at times. We're trying to process everything that's happened to us this year. And I know I have had several moments where I have just simply not known what to do or where to turn next. And it's okay to laugh and be happy as well. You know, it's important to say that we think about it sometimes, but even in the midst of a lot of the things that are happening in our lives, it is absolutely okay to feel that laughter, feel that happiness and share the good things that are still happening to us on social media. I think sometimes when we feel like everyone around us might be having a rough time, we feel guilty if things are going well for us about something. But it's okay to share our joy and our good experiences along the way as well. And we've got to adjust our expectations sometimes. Those to-do lists can get so hard anyway, so impossible at times. But um, there may be times when we need to just simply scale back, and that's okay as well. Carrie, that makes me laugh too, because sometimes on a to-do list, sometimes I just write, walk the dog. I know I'm going to walk the dog every single day, but I just write it down there because it's something I can scratch off the list. You get to see the check mark that it's done. Mm -hmm. I need that sometimes. Absolutely. And sometimes getting one thing done in a day on our to-do list might be as much as we can do. And that's okay as well. And uh, if we can get more done, that's wonderful. Reward ourselves, pat ourselves on the back but don't get angry with ourselves when we can't. When all we can do in a day is walk that dog, then that might be as much as we can do. Like like Jennifer said, it's the best we can do. And then remember that. Remember to look for the positives in each day. 
And remember to respect yourself and keep in mind always that we are not superhuman. As I'm listening to you give those tips, Carrie, it certainly sounds like that um, giving grace is a key to actually taking care of yourself. I'll double that. Absolutely. Being a good caregiver, whether it's a pandemic or not, definitely includes taking time for yourself, finding grace, finding ways to just recharge your battery. And that can look different for different people, for sure. You know, another essential component to self-care is resilience. And so if I could, I'd like to talk just a minute about how we can build resilience. And, And really, resilience is the ability to preserve and adapt and positively respond to adversity, to things that are difficult. And this mental flexibility can help us face long-term, short-term, and even daily annoyances. And that could be something as simple as you think you ended up picking out the checkout, the, the wrong checkout line, like the slow checkout lane when you're at Kroger. I think we've you know, all been there. Uh, yeah. yeah, I tend to do that. I think every time I'm at the grocery store, I pick the wrong lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say that too. I'm pretty good at picking the yeah. wrong lane. But resilience can help you not get so annoyed with that sometimes. So again, you know, you're not going to change the setback or the difference difficult situation. It's not going to go away, but being resilient will help you reframe the event. It will help you keep functioning. It will help you move forward. It might help you have a little bit better attitude. You know, even in the, even in that grocery store line, you may think differently about, well, you know, why is this happening? Or does this give you time to at least read the headlines of pop culture on the, (laughs) on the, um, and the magazine stand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which we don't normally take time to do just a, a little dead space in your head. But I think there are um, different ways in which we can build resilience. You know, so if you don't feel like you're a resilient person, I think there are ways that we can learn it. There are ways that we can improve it. There are ways that we can boost our skills. So a couple of those might include just simply recognizing our own stress and what stresses us out. And so again, you know, signs of stress, irritation, anger, denial, feeling uncertain, feeling nervous, anxious, you know, having trouble sleeping, uh, changes in your eating habits and so forth. So just being able to recognize what your stress signals are and then finding appropriate ways to cope with those um, cope with that stress. I think it's important to maintain control with self-care and having a consistent routine. And I know we've talked about this on other podcasts within FCS as well. You know, it's important to go to bed and get up at the same time to maintain a healthy routine with eating and exercise, physical activity. Natalie Jones has talked a lot about getting outside in nature. Carrie just talked about, you know, giving yourself grace, finding joy is important, practicing stress management, as I just talked about, and um, just different ways to relax. I think it's exceptionally important to connect with other people and to connect with the community. This can help not only just seal some meaningful relationships, but it can also help give you a sense of purpose. It it gives you some acceptance. Like Carrie said earlier, it helps you know that you're not alone, that you're not the only person going through this to be able to reach out, to share feelings even. And I also think when you're connecting with other people, like Carrie talked about, it helps you laugh. And sometimes laughter, we've heard this before, is is good medicine for us. Right. Yeah. And I think too, we got to learn from our mistakes. You know, we've all have a history. And so I think if you go back in time and look at how you've dealt with a, situ- a certain situation, or you've looked at how someone else has dealt with a situation or how that situation made you feel, what did you learn? What did you do well with that? What, what was your takeaway? What, what didn't go so well that you think you could do different next time or that someone else could have done different next time in a situation that you, that you witnessed? 
And then I also think it's important to know that you have to identify and accept things for which you have no control. And we've talked about this in some of our stress management podcasts and talks and and knowing that we're not able to change circumstances. We can't right now change this pandemic, for example, but we can change the way in which we react to it. So we can choose to get out of bed and be gloomy and sad and sorry for ourselves every day or think that Christmas this year is really, or the holidays this year are going to be really difficult. Or we can get out of bed and say, okay, how can we handle the holidays different, even though, you know, grandma might be in the nursing home and can't come and be with the family this year and make her famous, you know, shortbread cookies or or whatever it may be. And so we've got to look at ways that we can change our reaction because that is something that we have control over. And so I think those are just a couple of examples of ways in which we can help learn some skills to make us more resilient. And like Carrie said, I I think you said this, Carrie, ask for help. You know, we're not superhuman. We can't always do this alone. Caregivers especially can't do this alone. You're not going to solve life's challenges necessarily by yourself. So a key factor in resilience is really being able to reach out and reach out to others. I really appreciate that we're talking about resiliency because I think it's so important just to remind folks that they need to be resilient or that there are ways to learn to be resilient. Are there other tips that you have for caregivers? Yeah, some of the stuff that we've already even mentioned, um, you know, finding joy, taking 10 minutes for yourself. Carrie and I are going to talk about this again in a different podcast, the importance of just taking time for you and taking a time out. But little things about like stress management, getting enough sleep, staying socially connected, laughing, eating, sleeping. Um, I guess I already said that one, getting enough exercise, that stress management, relaxation. I think being in nature is, is really big, getting some sunshine on your face can be really good, even if it's just for a couple minutes a day. But again, those kinds of things, you know, they contribute to more energy. They contribute to a better attitude. They even contribute to a stronger immune system, all things that are important for caregiving. Yes. And I will add to that, you know, being able to reduce levels of anxiety, which can go a long way for our mental health as well. You know, when we can ask for help, when we can take some of that me time and I think, you know, sometimes we we believe need time means something bigger than really what it may need to be. Sometimes it might just be a few minutes a day, extending a shower or a bath by a few minutes, reading for five or 10 minutes, you know, whatever might be your joy and your time of peace, a few minutes a day can do a lot for our mood to lift our mood and give us energy, you know, unplugging time too taking time to get off of electronics, cell phones, social media, and email, even though connecting has been more important than ever in some ways this year, we also need that unplugged time so badly. Embracing our creative side as well. I think this can play a big key over the holidays from things like presents to visits to maintaining family traditions that, uh, you know, we can We can use journaling. We can use um, creative outlets such as painting or drawing and doing that with family and others as well as a way to really lift mood, enjoy ourselves and have fun. Just simply not feeling guilty. You know, I think it's important to remember that we can't be good caregivers to others if we are caring for ourselves along the way. 
You know, and it might seem silly to go over this time and time again with with different chats that we have on how do you take care of yourself. But the truth is, there are a lot of people who may turn to unhealthy coping mechanisms. You know, it's easy to overeat or undereat or to become physically inactive, um, you know, even turning to substance abuse. And those are not healthy coping mechanisms. But people who are giving themselves grace, people who are resilient, they're more apt to cope in these healthy ways that we're talking about. And that's why I think it's important that we continue to stress what are positive coping mechanisms, what are positive health behaviors, what we need caregivers to do. Again, if you think about that flight attendant analogy, you know, on the airplanes, they'll always tell you, put your oxygen mask on first, and then you help the person next to you or the child even next to you. It's a hard concept to sometimes grasp for people. But again, if, if you're not in a place that you can help, you're not going to be able to, to you know, to, to give that if, you, if you're not in a good place. And so again, it helps protect yeah. those various mental health conditions you know, including even depression and anxiety, which we know are high right now in the pandemic. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that we continue to have this conversation because I think it's important reminders for all, and it's something that cannot be said too too often. And um, Amy, I know I mentioned this to you recently, but a few weeks ago, you mentioned something to me about finding the joy. And both of y'all have said finding the joy several times today during our conversation. But since you've said that to me, every day I have thought, I'm going to find the joy today. And it might be something really, really small that I find I find the joy in, um, whether it's that we got dinner on the table on time or that the kids got a bath before bed. <laughs> it might be something really, really small that um, I take to find the joy in. But ever since you've said that to me, I've kind of made this mental note that I'm going to find something to be joyful about today. So thank you both for being here and talking caregiver self-care, finding grace and building resilience, I think are certainly two very positive ways that can help caregivers and really anybody just feel more in control about the way that they react to or they deal with stressful and overwhelming events and circumstances. We certainly appreciate the opportunity to highlight grace and resilience as key components to self-care. So thanks so much, um, Jennifer, for having us on to talk about this today. It's great to have you both. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.